0: For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's not really the trumpet that I want to talk about primarily this morning. I want to talk about the trumpet, another trumpet that the Bible talks about. And it is that of a, 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 a calling to war. That's probably what it talks most about in the Bible. And it's talking about a trumpet. And it's that bugle call when we are called to fight. And... And I know that we're part of the uh, we, we uh, would embrace the Anabaptist faith and, and we are not a uh, people that would support going to a literal war, the wars of this land but we are in a war. Amen? We are in a war and Part of this war has to do with uh, being warned about things in our lives and, and preachers getting up. And as it says in Joel, blow ye the trumpet in Zion. And I believe that's what's been happening this week. Brother Dale's been coming here every night and, and preaching and lifting his voice. and and blowing the trumpet, as it were. Hosea says, set the trumpet to thy mouth. And there in Joel 2, it says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. It is nigh at hand. So I'd like for Luke to give us just a bugle call if he would, just what that might sound like. I should have given a little warning, I guess, more of a warning. Well I guess if we were soldiers, literal soldiers, that might get our blood pumping when that happens, huh? That might get our blood pumping when, uh, when something, when we hear that sound. There's an enemy at hand. There's an enemy coming. Prepare yourself to battle. I'd like you can turn with me to Ezekiel 33, if you would, and we'll see a, a, a text where we see that Ezekiel 33. We have here the account of the watchman on the wall. I'm going to have to cut it short here. I'm going to go over my time. But uh, it says here in Ezekiel 33, well, that's let, uh, the, the last part of verse 2. It says, Take a man of, of your coast and set him for your watchman, And when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. And they probably would have heard something like we just heard here this morning or their own distinct sound that they knew what that meant. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet... Maybe we can get another one now. Are you, Are we ready for another one? Let's Let's do another one. <laughs> then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take away him, his blood shall be upon his own head. If he hear the sound of the trumpet and take not and took not if he heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning his blood shall be upon him but he that taketh warning shall deliver his own soul that's that's the word there he that taketh warning shall deliver his own soul i believe brother dale blew the trumpet Very loud and very clearly this week in many, many areas. Uh, The verse there in Joel that I read, blow the trumpet in Zion. We looked at that. And now I want to look at a bit uh, of the part where it says, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Isaiah said, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, show my people their transgressions. And the house of Jacob, their sins. And I think all of us would have to admit that there were many clear alarms and warnings and admonitions given to us this week. Very clear, clearly. Uh, things spoken that our hearts said, yes, I have a need in that area. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing what He's saying that we should be doing. And, and I'm falling short in this area. I think that was the trumpet call. Saying, take warning. I don't know how else God is going to warn us. Do you? Just the foolishness of preaching. Lovingly, gently, we heard that bugle call. Even in the New Testament, it says in Corinthians, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? And I think we would have to agree that the trumpet gave a clear sound this week in many, many areas of, our, of, of the battle that we're engaged in, relationships, if you will, was a huge area that Dale talked about, the Lord brought to us. And so, the sound of the alarm The question is, will we prepare for the battle? I suppose when this bugle call went out to the children of Israel, and back in the day when it still was used specifically for that, even even much more recent than than the children of Israel, the soldiers, the first thing they did is set their house in order and and went and got their swords and their spears and their shields, and they, 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 they stood in their place, stood in the ranks, ready to open those gates and stream out, just an army going against the approaching army. Well, we don't do that anymore. We don't run for the guns and the swords and the spears and the tanks. What do we do? What do we do with, what, with, with the battle call we heard this week? And not just this week, but for all the gospel preaching. What are our resources? What are our uh, battle weapons? Well, we have the list there in Ephesians. Prayer. Prayer obedience, humility. Are we going to do that, brothers and sisters? That's how this battle is won. Not with swords and spears. Sword of the Spirit, yes. But not literal swords and spears. We should take these things to prayer. Things we heard and we should elaborate and expound them before the Lord in prayer. God, you talk to me about this little area in my life. We should pray about that. We should array ourselves for the battle because I warn us the devil will not want us to advance in the things we heard this morning. Right? He will not want us to advance. Who will prepare himself for battle. You know, we are known as the quiet of the land and peace-loving people and, and all of that. And that's good. That's how it should be. But, but not in the area that I'm talking about this morning. The Bible says we should resist the devil. He's going to come. And the very good resolutions that we made in our hearts and the, the decisions that we made... Maybe in the quietness of our heart, if we don't do more than that, they'll probably be taken away. You know, we have got to do a little more than that, I believe. The call came, the warnings came, the exhortations came, and I believe the Spirit, uh, witness to our spirit, yes, we have these areas of need in our lives, will we get serious about it, is the plea. Will we prepare? Will we, lay? will we go to the extent of laying other things down enough to give some attention to the things that God is speaking to us about? There's a very interesting verse in Matthew 11. I'd like for you to turn with me to that. Matthew 11. Matthew 11, verse 12. Jesus says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. What does that mean? Well, I think it means just what I'm talking about, the things that the Lord Laid before us. We're going to have to get desperate and we're going to have to get violent, so to speak, to not let these things get away from us. We're going to have to put some effort into it. Adam Clark, if I I got a comment from him here, he went as far to say, He that will take, he that will get possession of the kingdom of righteousness, of peace and spiritual joy must be in earnest. All hell will oppose him in every step he takes. And if a man be not absolutely determined to give up his sins and evil companions and save his soul at all hazards and at every expense, he will surely perish everlastingly. This requires a violent earnestness. I believe it required that for our salvation and I believe it requires that for our our, our advancement in our Christian life. Will we prepare for the battle? Just a few examples of the violent taking the kingdom by force. These things are so different than what we think about. But I see blind Bartimaeus violently taking the kingdom by force. There he sat by the wayside, a blind beggar, and he heard that Jesus was coming by, and so he got got desperate. He started to call out the name of Jesus. Jesus, have mercy on me. And they told him to be quiet, and he cried out all the more. He got violent, and Jesus stopped. And that man got what he wanted he, he got a little violent there the woman that had the issue of blood and touched the hem of his garment she got violent enough to to, to press through the crowd and, 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 and in a hidden way from behind she snuck in there and, and just touched the hem of his garment there were so many people around him that Jesus even asked the question even though he knew who touched me? But it wasn't obvious to the the natural eye. How hard up are we to advance and get what we know we need? Zacchaeus, he got desperate enough to see Jesus that he went up a tree. And he waited to see Jesus up there. How desperate are we? Nicodemus had his eye on Jesus. Jesus. The 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 death penalty was out to the Jew that was seeing with Jesus. So he went by night. By night Nicodemus snuck out his little house and, and down that street and he found out where Jesus was. And he knocked on the door of the house where Jesus was. And he went in and he asked that most million dollar question How can I enter the kingdom? Or at least Jesus ended up telling him that. It was at night. It was he 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 stepped out of his comfort zone. The woman breaking the alabaster box. That was pretty violent. It broke that thing and poured it all over Jesus. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. The disciples, they forsook their nets and their boats and followed Jesus. I think those are good examples for us to consider of retaining the things that we heard this week. Oh, God, help us. If we want to progress, if we want to advance, then we need to do these things. And the last point that I, I want to bring out is trembling at the Word. It says here that blow ye the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Trembling at the word. I don't know if you feel like this, but I expressed my my thoughts a little bit last or yesterday afternoon there in a testimony that, you know, all the things that I heard, I just have a bit of a trembling. How can I retain it? How can I apply it? am I not going to lose some of the things that I heard? And I'm sure you can relate to that. Well, I think that's good. I think we need that trembling. I'm a little concerned if we wouldn't have that. I'm very concerned if we'd sit here and say, oh, well, good messages. I'd be very concerned if we don't have a concern that Somehow I'm going to not get what God was speaking to me about because we know the weakness of the flesh. We know the the uh, how how quickly these things can slip away. And David must have felt this because he said, "My flesh trembleth for fear of Thee, and I am afraid of Thy judgments." You know, what if God so clearly spoke? What if the bugle call was so clear? Rise up, O men of God, and fight. Fight for your own salvation. Fight for the the salvation of your family. Fight for the life of your church. What if I don't get it? What if I don't do my part? What if I break ranks? You know, an army is only as strong as its weakest soldier, isn't it? You know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And if I break ranks, will I be the cause of a church not making it, losing out? There should be a trembling upon our hearts about this. And I think God looks down and He likes that trembling. He honors that trembling. He responds to that trembling. He says... In Isaiah 66, for all those things hath mine hand made. He's talking about creation there in the context. And he says, for all these things hath mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord. This is how big I am. But to this man will I look. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. And trembleth at my word. Turn with me to Philippians chapter two, if you would. Philippians chapter two. Very familiar uh, verse here in Philippians two, verse twelve. Trembling. Before the Lord, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, Paul is telling the Philippians, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, this is a healthy, we need to have a healthy dose of fear and trembling, even concerning our own salvation. We live in a day where we hear a lot of the other side, where, you know, the grace part and and, and all of that. And I know grace is a very good thing. We all need the grace of God. But here we have this. Work out the things that you heard this week. Let us take these things to heart, brothers and sisters, and work them out with fear and trembling. Maybe... Maybe we should go as far as going to a brother and say, Brother, this is what God talked to me about, or a sister. God talked to me about this area in my life. Young people, go to your parents. God talked to me about this area. Maybe it was pride. You know, uh, Dale talked about that. Whatever the area was, go to someone and say, Ask me next week, ask me in a month how I'm doing. Wouldn't that be working out your salvation with fear and trembling? I think it would. And When we have that attitude, that heart, that spirit, God looks down and He pours grace into that soul. The Bible said, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And how much we need that. I know I need that after all the things we heard. To him, to whom much is given, much is required. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Well, I believe Dale set the trumpet to his mouth, as it were, this week. And he sounded the alarm. Many, many, many alarms. And the challenge is, will we prepare for battle? Will we gird up the loins of our mind? Will we tremble at the word of God that came to us? Or will it be said of us as it was of the children of Israel, having received the word, not mixed with faith, didn't profit them anything. Oh God have mercy to not be profited by this whole week. Could it be? That we heard so many things and not be profited by it? It is true the natural illustration is given the same rain that can cause a plant to grow can also harden the ground. And that can happen. Will it be my heart? God forbid. God forbid. Amen. Amen. Well, that was the trumpet I wanted to dwell on for the most part, but Luke went to a pretty big extent to get that trumpet for me. I, he had to turn around and go home for it. So I'm, I'm going to suggest here at the end that we sing, uh, When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. So I'm going to go down and just before we sing that, he's going to maybe give us a little tune, a different tune. Is that right? But you can wait till I get down and we stand and get ready to sing that song.